Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confidence Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. Welcome to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. Here, we dive into topics that reach far beyond the salon. I'm your host, Misty Jane. I'm a life and money coach for stylists who are obsessed with personal growth. I help you enhance your mindset around money, build a business that lights you up, and create a life of peace. Me and my guests are on a mission to normalize the wealthy stylist while creating a safe space to be perfectly imperfect. Wanna join me? then you're in the right place. Hello there, friends. Welcome back to the Cash Confident Stylist podcast. Today, I'm sharing a replay of an interview that I had on the Hairstylist Guide podcast. Shana and I talk all about money stories. So in this episode, you're going to hear another amazing money conversation because let's be real, that's why you're here. It is the Cash Confidence Stylist Podcast. These money conversations are important. Why? Because you do not hear them often enough, especially spoken in a way that there's no judgment and shame on all of the mistakes or um, financial hardships or financial struggles that so many of us have behind the scenes. So I'm here to break open that narrative and have these conversations so that you don't feel alone and also so that I can give you tips that is going to get you out of that financial funk because we need to change the narrative around hairstylists are broke or hairstylists don't have the money to show up in the spaces with the people who have the money, right? So please enjoy this episode. If you like it, go over and give the Hairstylist Guide podcast a listen as well. You can find it on all of the platforms um, as well as follow Shayna on Instagram at the Hairstylist Guide on Instagram. (laughs) Also, if you are ready to get your financial shit together and you're feeling that heavy heaviness around debt, I know that the holidays are coming up and you're ready to just kind of take control of your finances. Do not forget, I have the Bye Bye Debt Blueprint. It is your guide to releasing the shame around your debt as well as creating the plan to get out of it. It is a great way to get started for 2024. Um, I've got some more exciting things that I am in the process of working on that I will fill you in very, very soon about. Um, That is gonna help you get your financial shit together as well because let's be real, if another year goes by and you feel just as stressed about money as you do now, 
it's time to make a change. So that's why I'm here. But with that being said, you can get all the info for Bye Bye Debt Blueprint in the show notes. And now you get to listen to this amazing episode. If it resonates with you in any way, please DM me, take a screenshot, post it on the gram, all of the things. These conversations are important and more people need to hear them. So share them with the people who need it the most. Have a good one, friends. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Hair Science Guide podcast. I am so excited about today's episode. We are talking with speaker and money and life coach, Misty Jane. So if you are a stylist that is honestly nervous about money, maybe a touch in debt and don't really know where to begin and are a little curious about how to invest in yourself wisely for the future, this one is for you. So without further ado, let's dive into my conversation with Misty Jane. All right, Misty, I want to say, first of all, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, Before we jump in, could you tell me a little bit about yourself? Yes. Uh, First of all, Shana, thank you so much for having me. Um, My name is Misty Jane. I am located in Virginia Beach, Virginia. I have been a hairstylist behind the chair for 20 years, um, and I have been an educator in this online space now for four years, I guess, three years online four years in person. Um, and I have like this, like urge to just help stylists get their financial shit together when it comes to home, like personal money, because I was that person who didn't know what the hell to do with my money. And I worked my ass off and I was burnt out and I found myself in $48,000 in debt and I just felt lost. So once I figured out how I could get my financial shit together, get out of debt and put myself in a position to open up different opportunities um, outside of the salon, I realized that it was something that was very needed in the industry. So um, that's a little bit about me. <laughs> no, I appreciate it. And honestly, I, I love your content. I did not grow up in a household that was uh, fiscally responsible. And so in my adult life, um, I've had to catch up a lot and learn a lot. And and really it's that kind of like mental framework. Um, so I, I appreciate that. I think our industry totally needs it. And even myself, I have fear around elements of finance. So I just think it's really helpful for us to have those constant reminders from educators like you. So thank you so very much. Thank for your you. Work. Thank you. Well, so before we go into kind of the meat of our episode, in an effort to get to know you a touch better, but you know, break the ice as well. Uh, we're going to start with the fast five and these are hard hitting questions. So number one, are you an early bird or a night owl? Neither. <laughs> you I really like my bed. <laughs> awesome. All right. Beach or mountains? Definitely beach. Love the mountains, but I'm a, I, I'm a beach girl all through and yeah. through. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean it worked out right you're in Virginia Beach so. yes exactly living, your, living the dream so if you could eat only one food for the rest of your life without negative health side effects what would it be crab legs I love me some <sighs> crab legs like I like to challenge yes I want to like challenge people like see I could eat more crab legs than anyone like I like <laughs> That makes me so, I'm okay. So I'm so glad that you said that I have a shellfish allergy and I love crab legs. So I just, I love that you are probably consuming what, like for the two of us. For so both of you. Yeah. That works out great. It. Yes. I love that goal for you. <laughs> so what is your favorite current form of self-care? 
Oh my gosh. Music, hands down. Um, I love walking or biking and listening to music. There is something about it um, that that and roller skating, putting my headphones in and roller skating. Um, I picked that back up now and my, I'm like, what did, when did I get my skates last year? So I was 37 and uh, I, it can take me from the worst mood ever to the best mood ever. Yeah. Oh, and you get like vitamin D. Yes. I, I love that. And our good question what is your favorite part of your job? Oh, the people, the hands yeah. down. Yeah. I'm, I'm, this, this is my favorite part talking with people. Um, I could give up all the back end computer shit <laughs> as long as I could just connect with people. Message. Yes. Yeah. No, the people are, are really, um, I think we were in such a unique position and I, I mean, obviously your job with coaching and everything you do online, you're helping people. So that, that totally tracks. So I want to kind of get into the meat or what I, when I found you, um, I don't know, I was just very captivated and you were filtering into a lot of orbs that I pay attention to online and whatnot. And, you know, at this point you have several products and courses and you offer coaching that help hairstylists rework their money scripts and help them gain confidence with their finances. Have you always been a numbers girly? And you know, what what inspired you to to start that journey? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, yeah, yes and no. So like I always did fairly well in math in high school. Um, I'm pretty good with a calculator, right? But if you like, like through some like division or multiplication at me, I'm not, it, it ain't in my brain. Um, so I've always liked to play with numbers. And I found that in the past, before I got my financial shit together, I would play with them too much. And I would play with them to a point where I thought that I was making moves, but I wasn't. So I would sit down with a piece of paper and I would sit down with a calculator and I would start to like, well, if I paid this and did this and did that, you know, what would it look like? But then I wouldn't follow through with action. Um, so I've kind of always enjoyed seeing what the facts can be, but it took me a very long time to figure out that I actually had to put action behind it to make the facts turn into what I wanted them to turn into. Um, so I would say, I would say, yeah, I've always been a numbers person, but not in a way a lot of people think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that makes sense. That makes sense for sure. What was really, you know, you had gotten yourself out of debt. What was that kind of point where you're like, oh my goodness, I need to share this with others? Yeah. You know, it's funny. Um, it was actually another educator, um, Sarah Marie. She used to be the vivid brunette on Instagram. She's uh, one half of Coco Lemon um, in Richmond, Virginia. And um, I was a model for her. I had, I had met her at a class, you know, reached out. She was looking for models. And um, we were talking, we just chatted and I had already knew I wanted to help stylists somehow. I wasn't a hundred percent sure how, and we were just talking about my story. And I was talking about how I went out on my own in a suite and how like getting my financial shit together in my personal life, like was what pushed me to do that. And what made me realize that I actually am capable of doing things and like gave myself trust in myself and my decisions. And she reached out to me about a month later and she said, will you come to a class at my salon? And I was like, what? Like, I don't, I had never done a class. And she's like, I just want you to come and tell your story. Like you can sell tickets, you can do it however you want. And it was, it was like $55 a ticket and it sold out. And all I did was go and tell my story of how I did it. And it was a very open discussion. And that was the day. That was the day I walked away and I went, this is needed. And it's needed yeah. more than I thought it was. 
And that was when I kind of found my voice, um, in that, in that, um, in that topic, because I know what I needed. Right. But you just think that you're the only one that went through it, which is not true. And I think that day I was like, oh shit, this is like a very, a very big problem in our industry. And nobody is talking about it. Nobody. (laughs) So here I am. Concept that you would, you know, I do think naturally, I think it's like a, almost like a selfishness that we have or like a level of egotism where we're like, well, this is my problem. It only affects me. I'm so unique that no one else could understand this. And so like, that's how we're, I feel like we're wired and programmed, but then we talk to clients all day long and you know, we are therapists, not because we've done all of the, you know, unfortunate things that clients had to go through or, or whatnot, but because we hear the stories. And so we can comfort our clients because we know you know, seven other people that are going through a divorce, eight other people that have had to move cross country or whatever challenge that they're going through. So we we know that people's issues are not that unique, yet we do love to like hold that on ourselves. And I think for me, you know, when I look for inspiration and I'm in a phase now where I am kind of, I feel like I'm on on the cusp of something. I've, I've been digging into that and kind of exploring a few different things, but I do worry that, I know, I think I overcomplicate it. And sometimes people just don't think their stories and their experience is is worth sharing. But the funny thing is that's what we do all day long, you know? And and so you using your experience to help others, I just, I love that. It keeps it simple and it keeps it humble and relatable. And that's such a gift. Well, thank you. And that that's the thing, we overcomplicate it, right? And some one of my favorite things when I work with private clients is they say, this is so much easier than I thought it was gonna be. You know, <laughs> and it's not easier emotionally, it's easier action-wise, right? So we like avoid all the action when it comes to taking control of your money, when the action is the thing that is going to make the emotional part go away. It's the thing that's going to bring the confidence. So we're avoiding the thing that's going to help us, you know, and the thing that's going to help us isn't that hard. It really isn't. We just were never taught it. We were never taught it. Our parents were not taught it. Our grandparents were not taught it. It is just not taught. You know, so I think we have to kind of step back and give ourselves some grace and go, I'm not stupid. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't something that is, is being talked about. It's not, I mean, how many people have you heard they're uncomfortable talking about money in general? Cause it was like a big no, no, you know, every single person on the planet. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Every single person on the planet has that taboo where you, you know, if you were to someone that had cute shoes that you liked you know you couldn't be like how much are those you know because that ooh, it's right on, it's on like Nordstrom's website you know you can find out it's she didn't pay more or less because of how she was raised right there's just it's 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 just a an item that we exchange for goods and services yet we put so much yes. power on it and yeah it's it's very helpful to have a coach and a, and a guide and so I guess kind of moving forward on that point if you could just choose two action points that would help a stylist get their financial act together today, what would they be? Mm, Two things. Okay. One, yes. So one, one would be assessing your situation, like really sitting down, not just like opening your bank statements and looking at your, at your balances. Like I want you to look at where your money is going. How much are you spending on Starbucks? How much are you spending at Target? How much are you spending at DoorDash? How much are like really add it up? For the last three months, how much each month have I spent on these things? This is not to say that you cannot spend your money there. 
This is to give you awareness of how much you are spending. I don't know how many times a client of mine have come back to me and said, oh my God, I'm spending $1,000 at Target a month and I had no idea. So you're like, you know, mine was going out to eat. You know, I, my, I sat down that day that I decided to cut up my credit cards. I sat down and I went, I'm spending 800 to a thousand dollars a month going out to eat and had no idea, not even good restaurants, just habits, Yeah. you know, yeah. Friday night, Mexican Saturday night, I deserve a nice dinner, you know, Sunday brunch. That's an easy $200, if not more nowadays in one weekend. Yeah. So I think that sitting down and actually seeing where your money is going, instead of going, God, where did my money go? How many times have we said that, you know, God, where did my paycheck go? (laughs) Yeah, you're, I think that's where having coaches liberate us to be like, well, no, it's, you spent it. And it's really, I I really appreciate the point of you're not depriving yourself. Like Mm -hmm. you, you need things you do. We do work hard. So as to live, you know, a good life, right. We all want to live a good life take care of our families and, and explore and have wonderful experiences, but the intentionality, you know, making sure that we are honoring money to a point where we're putting it where it should go so that we can reach our financial goals. So we can live the life we want because our, our goals and our life and our vision for it, for that are very unique to us. So we can't really, you know, just spend our money the way you know, the Joneses next door or do, or, or maybe our friends that we love very much, we all have like different goals. So, you know, really analyzing that and seeing if those habits fit in those goals is very, very interesting. I actually, um, one of the books on my desk right now is, uh, how to teach you to be rich. I will teach you to be rich. By oh, I have that book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I found it was on Netflix and I did a little bit of a bender, like a cool yep. girl financial bender on Netflix. Um, but honestly, if anybody hasn't seen that, uh, yeah, go watch it. His, his demeanor is just very soothing and normal. And at no point is he ever like villainizing anyone with their spending and encouraging them to, to shift it. But I think that intentionality is what we lack a lot with finances. And then also in a lot of other aspects in our life. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. And the second point I kind of heard you say, like, you know, where we should put our money I like to release the shoulds, right? So the second point is kind of what what money stories did you see growing up? Like like analyzing why you are the way you are with your money. You know, did you have a parent that was super frugal? Did you have a parent that would sit down and pay the bills and they were stressed out? So money automatically stresses you out, even if it shouldn't stress you out. I don't know how many people have plenty of money, can pay all their bills, can go on vacation, but money still stresses them out because it just lives in their body. They are so used to seeing that when they were younger, that it's just, it's a continued thing that you don't even realize. Like your body is just, is doing it automatically. So I think sitting down and analyzing that and analyzing what it is that you want, not what you should want, not what you should need, not what the person down the street or your parents or your best friend thinks that you should do. What do you want? And that is the hardest part. Yeah. Assessing is easy. You know, figuring out what it is that you want, that is so hard. I haven't done shit to my house because I have been going on constant vacations. You know, like my neighbor, all they're doing is stuff to their house and not going on vacations. Like I can't, we, I can't look at what they're doing and go, God, I wish I could do that because I'm doing what I, what works for us. You know what I mean? So like, 
it, you've got to kind of drown out the noise and figure out why you feel the way you do about money, one, and then figure out how do you want to feel about money? And then what can you do to feel that way? Yeah, I think those are, uh, yeah, that comparison is is very huge. And it's very funny that, you know, my we've just recently moved house and it's an older home that's in good shape, but we will be doing kind of isolated updates over time. But we're also on that cusp of, in November, we're having our 15th wedding anniversary. And we've had some killer trips, you know, in the past few years that have just been stateside for like ease, but like we're, we're going away. And I was like, no, no, we're fleeing. We're leaving the country. <laughs> we are running. <laughs> <laughs> are using the passport. <laughs> yes. Um, but you have to, you know, there is that kind of FOMO where you see maybe someone getting a, a new vehicle or a newer vehicle. And we both have paid off cars um, and we are in a phase now where we've been able to invest in those experiences, right? Yes. Like once we get through kind of enjoying this year, I mean, hopefully we keep continuing enjoying each year of our marriage, but you know, we'll get to a phase where it's time to put money into the house. But right now it's those adventures, mm -hmm. right? Yep. It'll be a time where I'm like, you know what? No, it is time to like replace a vehicle. Okay. Let's focus on that. Yep. But feeling that pull from outside sources can be a lot to overcome. Yes. Like, I guess this is a little bit, I didn't uh, ask you this before, so I'm very sorry to throw this uh, in there just off the cusp. But That's okay, I like it. <laughs> when it comes to, say that you were raised with kind of a, a money script that you can identify like, oh, you know, my parents were always stressed about money. I, I grew up by, my mom had a, a bill notebook and every it was just a running ledger mm -hmm. and they struggled financially so it was very stressful but I have other relatives that grew up where it was just once you spend it you can't get it back and we've been just discussing all these funny money scripts and so we can identify it I think relatively easily mm -hmm. but then what do you do <laughs> like right you know what what would what is a, a little uh, a little tiny tip kind of start turning that to start to pivot with right. the logic. So once you figure out the scripts that you are kind of replicating or doing opposite of, cause I, I see both. I see, this is what my parents did. I'm gonna do the complete opposite, right? Once you figure out why you're doing what you're doing, because that's the key part. Why are you doing what you're doing? Is it because you saw your parents do it? Is it because you saw your parents do something different? And you want to change it. Now you have to figure out what is it doing for you? So you're doing this because of that. But now how is it serving you now? So, okay, you saw a frugal parent. So now you spend all the time. Is that serving you? Like, are you still stressed about it? Do you still have plenty of money in your bank account? Are you still able to get what you want? Or are you in massive debt and it's stress? You know what I mean? Like you yeah. have to figure out like, is the script that you are going by now, is it serving you? And if it's not, you have to make a change. Now, sometimes it is serving you, but those emotions from the past are still there. So yeah. that's a whole different kind of walk, right? So that is getting used to going, I am safe. I you That's a gratitude practice, which I'm not big on manifestation. I don't like to use buzzwords and stuff like that, yeah. but really, really waking up and going, I have everything I need. I'm literally living the life that I want to live. I've had so many conversations with people that say, I want this, I want that. And I'll go look at them and I'll go, well, didn't you just do that last weekend? And they're like, right. oh, I did. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you know? and, and it's so funny that you say that because my husband and I have had conversations recently and I'm I love the concept of manifestation and and things like that it it just doesn't come naturally to me however um I think behind the chair I honestly you'll go in and you'll be like ticked that somebody was driving like an idiot in the parking lot but then you hear what what's going on in other people's lives and you're like I was just annoyed that like my husband didn't start the dishwasher or I was I was just annoyed because of xyz silly thing and so I think it's a really great point to kind of go back to that gratitude and just that awareness of what you have and where you come from and what you're doing with it I I love that I think it's an excellent reminder and I want to kind of bring it back real quick to what we were talking about about FOMO too because we see a very small picture of people's lives a very small picture. And we look at what people have and we think we want that, but we don't necessarily know what it took to get it. You know, we don't know if a family member bought it for them. We don't know if they're leasing, say the car, right? They don't, we don't, we have no idea like the stories behind it. I drive a 2012 Tacoma that's paid off. It is not fancy. It is not exciting. It's fairly dirty. Like (laughs) the girl can work. You can have adventures in her. Exactly. But I don't care. I mean, do, do I want a new forerunner? Yes. And I'll get one eventually, but you know, and then little things, but okay. You see people going on vacation. Okay. Well, how does that work for their lives? You know, maybe they're, maybe their partner or they're on salary and they get paid when they're gone. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like we, I think we, with the FOMO thing, we forget that we only see a tiny picture of something and we yeah. do not know the full story. So I think we have to kind of, again, kind of let that go. Or, I mean, I'm very open, be more open, you know, about what's going on in your life, but not everyone wants to do that. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, I'm a, I'm a chronic oversharer. So there's, Same. I think there's a balance to that. But yeah, I think you're right. And I, I think it was probably like a Dave Ramsey episode or something where it was talking about, um, you know, you don't know who has gotten some type of money from a will or a trust because they lost a loved one and you're like oh okay so that person inherited a vehicle oh that must be nice and you're like they're losing a loved one you know like what is is that exchange so you know that kind of very very simple uh I guess oversimplification of what you think someone else's scenario is like I think being realistic um about everybody has some type of challenge that's you know on them so it's not just look how blissful their life is mine is trash yes you cannot judge a book by its cover or the story inside of said book (laughs) exactly and and there's levels of discomfort to everything you know um so I think that's something that we forget about too is like you're you're if you're stressed about money you're uncomfortable so what if you can control your discomfort and make yourself not stressed about money. And you're still going to be uncomfortable. You're still going to have to make different decisions. You're still going to have to change your habits. That's uncomfortable, but it's pushing you towards a future that feels better. Right. So choosing your discomfort. And that goes along. um, I believe it was this morning. You had an Instagram post about self-care and I saw it and I was just like clapping internally, but then I was about to jump on this call with you. Um, (laughs) But I just really appreciated that because it was, yes, everyone loves a bubble bath unless you don't or a massage or whatever and those have a place but a lot of times to your point whether it's you mentioned a doctor's appointment or all of these things that are more of the long-term how do we take care of me things those are short-term harder stressful feel like you're you know 
just challenged in every bit of that emotion. But once you get it done, you've really taken care of your body. You've really taken care of your future. You've really working toward peace of mind with those areas. And so I just, yeah, I, I just really appreciated that. So if anyone's not following you on Instagram, they need to be because please do. <laughs> yeah. the, nugget, the nuggets are coming out. And yeah, it's, I, I just, I, I promise. I just really appreciate everything you're doing. You're, you're, you're giving me what I need right now in the phase of my career and my life. So I appreciate that. And we can um, talk more off air if you want, just saying. Oh. <laughs> <We'll> overshare. <laughs> You'll regret. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I appreciate your honesty. And I like on social media, when I came about finding you, I don't even really remember, but we've just, I, you cross a lot of paths of what I take in. And so you're just very honest about investing in coaching and education, even for yourself. You've shared programs you've gone to. And I, I just really appreciate that because sometimes, you know, we know the, the physical salon needs space or physical home needs money invested into it. But like, what about us? What about us? Um, so I was curious if you wouldn't mind sharing a few of the courses, retreats, educators, or books that have like shifted your career in the last year, even, um, or just, yeah, things that have just really built you up. Oh my gosh. I am a huge like retreat educate. Like I'm an in-person education freak. So <laughs> this list could get long. I can't <laughs> even say anything without, I did not work with her this year. Um, but, um, hair love Elizabeth Fay, yeah. I would say that she like changed my life years ago. Um, and I was in her programs for a lot of years and I still have to give her so much credit for where I am today, just in internally. Right. Yeah. Um, this year I invested in evolve, um, which is an experience in North Carolina. Um, Mott is amazing. On yes. Um, I did the educator, um, master course three day thing. Um, they are amazing human beings. I absolutely adore them. Um, Jody Brown, I cannot say enough about, I would not be anywhere where I am now without Jody the last two years, year and a half. Um, so many, I mean, there's literally so many people I love. I love education. I will always have a coach of some kind. I will always be in a mastermind of some kind. I will all, I'm going to Italy with Jody for her, um, branding thing next month. Like I will always, I will pay so much money to learn something in beautiful spaces. <laughs> and I guess this is it. I mean, you know, you could be like, Shana, cut this. This is a terrible question. But do you have like a, a set percentage that you invest back into yourself? Or like, how do you work that as a line item? Yeah, so I used to. So when I was behind the chair, I did profit first and I helped my clients yeah. actually organize their profit first as well. And I personally did 10% towards education. So every single time I got paid, I threw 10% into an education fund because I know I like expensive education. Right. So if I brought in a hundred thousand dollars, that's going to be what? 10,000 in education, you know, um, now that I'm in this business, I'm still navigating the financial part of this business. Cause it's still kind of new to me. Um, right. so now I'm just investing when I know I need it. And it has yes. put me honestly in a little bit of business debt. And I'm very open mm -hmm. about that. Um, but it has taught me so much of investing in yourself and investing in, in something that you have so much faith in that you know is going to have a return on investment. So I've been learning a lot about ROI um, through this because I only work behind the chair one day a week. This is like my main job. Um, and I've been learning a lot about that. So 
Uh, yeah. So I think it depends on the education you like, but right. putting a percentage aside is so helpful. And then when you want to buy something, the money's just sitting there. Right. And you have permission, right? Yes. I think that, you know, I, uh, my husband and I have been fairly responsible with our finances, but I, I, I like, I like parameters. I tend mm -hmm. to, I, it, almost to an unhealthy degree, I like, you know, clean lines and boxes and things to be tidy. Um, but that can be helpful with money. But anytime I've done, um, say, envelope methods, I've really enjoyed being like, ooh, there's more there. Yes. Or even sometimes I do it through the salon and personal, my two main like runs of money. I just, I love writing things down. I love paper. I have an envelope and I put the receipt in. There's not cash in it. I'm not using all my cash, but I like write it down. And it's freedom because I can clearly see in that little tiny ledger, oh, I have extra here. I can move it there. And I don't feel bad. I've, I've given myself permission to spend because I have clear knowledge of it. So yes, yeah. permission to spend. That's the key. And I also heard, do you, so you do the same thing your mom does, did. I, yeah. <laughs> I don't have a notebook. I, 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 I will, with business ones, it's when, with my business envelope. I just, there's something about writing. I still have like a paper calendar for personal. Like I have right. to write it down. It feels so good, but I do like seeing that track of kind of my main spending areas. My husband has like what he manages, but as far as like us in the household, my main spending areas, but it, it, for me, I keep it simple that way with like salon stuff and the receipt goes in it and then it goes, physical receipts go right into my organizer. So everything's nice and tidy, but I can easily track like color Cosmoprof and then other supplies. And I keep it very simple. I know that, you know, when we do taxes, it gets a it gets a bit more crispy, but for just those simple numbers, I have two columns on an envelope. And I'll right. just be like, Cosmoprof 170, take that out of what my goal was this week to spend, blah, 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 blah. And it just, it makes you feel like, sweet, I'm on track or ooh, got to pull back next week. And, and you're just kind of, yeah, moving those levers, but it, it gives me so much more peace versus being like, oh, the tracking, like paying attention just helps so much with like anxiety and stress. <laughs> yes. Well, awareness goes a long way. And even talking about investing in education, you know, and, and I don't necessarily recommend people going to debt for education, but if you have a plan and you know that you're going to get an ROI out of it, like right. be aware of that. Like be aware of how much are you able to put towards it per month to pay it off. Like it is okay to get like, to put yourself in a position where you are going to get an ROI out of something from the future, but yeah. you can't do it on a whim. You have right. to be aware. You have to know what's going on. You have to make sure that you have a plan for it rather than just going, ah, I want to do that. And then you're like, holy shit, how am I going to pay back this $5,000? <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, that's, I, I do that every time I have something going up and like how is or going, um, anytime I have something that I'm interested in, you know, going to or a class I'm taking, I think about how that's going to affect me behind the chair and how that really kind of pans out. So no, that's very, very wise. So I, as we are wrapping up, I guess I'm, I'm always curious because success looks different for everyone. Um, my final question to you is what does success mean to you? Oh my gosh, to do what the fuck I want to do like that. Like <laughs> if I want to just book a trip and go somewhere that makes me feel successful. If I want to, if I'm tired and I just want to take my kid to school and sleep in a little bit longer, that makes me feel successful. I want to be able to do what the hell I want to do and money and taking control of it has let me do that as, has taught me that I'm able to do that. 
Um, so I guess freedom really, you know, just freedom to do what I want. (laughs) I love that. I I know that I know my, my listeners are going to really love this episode, but if they're like me and they want more, um, where can they find you? Yes. Okay. So a couple different things. You can find me on Instagram. I live there. You can DM me. I'm very open to chatting. Um, underscore Misty Jane underscore. There is a Y in Jane. Everyone forgets the Y. Um, also I have an offer for your audience. Um, so I have a bye-bye debt blueprint and this is a mini course and it also has a debt payoff calculator. So you can literally like having that plan that we talked about so many times in this episode, this creates it for you. You do not need a calculator. You'd all you need to know is your balance, your, um, interest rate, and that's it. And, and how much extra you're able to put towards it. And it is going to create the plan, show you when it's paid off, how much you should pay off on each each month on each debt. Um, and I'm offering your audience $10 off. Um, so I think you're going to put it in the show notes, but if it not- It will absolutely be in the show notes. I'm just awesome. so excited about that offer. That's perfect. And it's inexpensive. I mean, with the code, so the code is um, HG10, it's only $37. So it's not a big- perfect investment. Um, but I think it goes a long way because seeing the plan for me is what got me started in the first place. Um, also you can find me at the cash confident stylist podcast. Um, that is where I just chat my face off with people. (laughs) Well, I I went down a, a rabbit hole of listening to your podcast as well. And you've had some amazing guests and some just very actionable, relatable episodes that I don't know, just took a lot of like anxiety out of my chest. So yes, absolutely. Check out her podcast. It's so good. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you so much. Once again, thank you for listening to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. I appreciate each and every one of my listeners more than you know. If you like what you hear, please screenshot this episode, share it with a friend, share it on social media, and don't forget to tag me, Misty Jane, and the podcast at Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. You can even take it a step further and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Talk with you on the next one.